Haggai chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. In the seventh month, on the twenty-first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet. Speak now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehozadak, the high priest, and to all the remnant of the people, and say, Who is left among you who saw this house in its former glory? How do you see it now? Is it not as nothing in your eyes? Yet now, be strong, O Zerubbabel, declares the Lord. Be strong, O Joshua, son of Jehozadak, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the, of the land, declares the Lord. Work, for I am with you, declares the Lord of hosts. According to the covenant that I made with you when you came out of Egypt, my spirit remains in your midst. Fear not. For thus says the Lord of hosts, Yet once more, in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all nations so that the treasures of all the nations shall come in, and I will fill this house with glory, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, declares the Lord of hosts. The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, so second chapter of Haggai, and the people are obeying, they're fearing the Lord, they're ready to do the work that he's called them to, and they start for a few days, they look, and then they see this is very daunting task. This is, they're very discouraged. Um, it says that some of you may have remembered the temple, and as we know, like this, the temple that Solomon had built was um, was incredible. It was a wonder of the world, and now it's been completely uh, laid to ruin and the Lord is asking them to rebuild that temple. So you can imagine their expectation. Um, they're looking at the task. They're so discouraged. And Haggai comes in with this uh, word from directly from the Lord of encouragement and hope. Uh, what do you see here in this section? Well, you know, I see in verse three, you know, he he's asking them, who, who's left among you that saw the house in its former glory? How do you see it? Do you see it as nothing? And so Solomon's temple at this point, it had been destroyed 66 years before mm -hmm. this message came. And so mm -hmm. you had some of these older um, people who did remember. I mm -hmm. love how you said a wonder of the world who remembered it. And they probably thought there's no way, there's no way little old me, <laughs> us, this little band of remnant, can can right. rebuild, can redo what was already done. And um, you know how we mentioned before in, uh, that the book of Ezra really goes hand in hand with this. If you look back at Ezra chapter 3, verses 10 through 13, um, this is it actually um, goes through this. And it says that mm -hmm. the, the older priests, the Levites and the family heads who had seen the first temple, they wept loudly when they saw the foundation of this temple and many others mm -hmm. shouted joyfully because they, they remembered and no doubt there is rejoicing because oh, we've started the work. The, mm -hmm. the, the foundation's been laid. We've started. So there's rejoicing in that. We're doing what God said. We're mm -hmm. our relationship's going to be restored with him. But yet, oh my goodness, the sorrow that it, that it lies in ruins, that that's the state, but, um, but that they, the fact that sin even brought the whole ruin about, you know, right. I mean, that's yeah. kind of how they got there. And so there's sorrow yet rejoicing. And I've, that's such right. a theme in the Christian life. It's just, yes. it's such yes. a theme. 
Right. So that's like the first did, thing that kind of stands out to me. Yeah, no, that's great. It's like, how do we find ourselves here? And um, I think that's a good thing to think about that, like repentance, when we come to repentance, it's such a beautiful thing and there's so much joy in it. And yet there is uh, sorrow even that of how we even found ourselves um, in the place that we have and just to make it a moment of worship. But to see, again, we've talked about the kindness of God and the efforts uh, he made for the sinful, rebellious people. And even in their repentance, he's so kind uh, now to give them this word of encouragement because I think he's, again, saying, yes, be strong, but it's not, um, he's not pointing them to themselves. He's pointing them to himself. Yes. That they are uh, his people um, and that he was the one who has done the work and he'll the one, be the one, like you said, to continue it and to empower us. But yeah, we are, we do have to get up and get going. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And I love how it's like verse three and verse four, there essence, there's, there's the idea of time. In verse three, they're looking back. We're looking back mm-hmm. to the past. We're reflecting. And then verse four starts with yet now. Okay. You, you let's acknowledge the past. This happened. Uh, your sin brought about this ruin. Mm-hmm. Um, yet now, like you said, the Lord is giving them encouragement. He says three times, be strong, be strong, be strong, mm-hmm. work. And then he gives more assurance. I am with you, just like we talked about in the last section. My spirit remains in your midst. Fear not. I mean, what beautiful encouragement and promises, you know? And just as I was thinking about those three, be strong, the repetitive really is showing the emphasis there. You know, he's not saying muster up your own strength here. You know, it is that, you know, Ephesians 6.10, be strengthened by the Lord and his vast strength, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, be, this is Psalm 34, 14, be strong and let your heart take courage. Um, Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. And so it's really his strength. Again, it's coming, um, from his spirit. It says, my spirit remains in your midst coming from him, from his own presence. I am with you to empower them. Um, and then he just gives that command right at the end of verse four work. (laughs) I'm giving Mm. you the strength. I'm giving you my presence. I am giving you everything you need. Now it's time to work. Um, I love so that. They do. You know, yeah. When you were saying that, it reminded me of um, that I had seen somewhere that this, how this repeating of be strong, work, fear not, is also repeating the same words that David had said to Solomon, who, um, you know, on his deathbed, telling Solomon mm. the same thing in First Chronicles, um, I think it was 28. And just how you pointed out the future uh, of God saying the same things to us in the new covenant. Um, But in the old covenant, it's like it, it harkens back to the message that God had even in the beginning of the first temple. And then it it points forward to uh, the new covenant and to us today that God continues with the same message and that it is always pointing us back to, uh, I am your God. I'm with you. I'm for you. I'm in your midst. But that, that, training yourself or practicing, I guess, that of recognizing what God has done in the past, thanking him um, and taking that truth that he's with you. And so you can be strong and you can fear not and you can get to work uh, because of who he is. That actually fuels your hope and your ability to move forward with God. Yes. Um, And so we see that even in this this little book that God's doing the same thing, reminding <laughs> them of things in the past and pointing them to things in the in the future, exactly. which brings us kind of to this 
kind of obscure part or where you're like, wait, where he starts talking about shaking the nations. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do yeah. you think about that? <laughs> well, I was trying to, I did a little cross reference there and there were some okay. other verses in the old Testament where that really, um, was a judgment, but it didn't seem like that was the case here because he's basically, I feel like six through nine is really honestly more promise from God of provision you know, yeah. um, of what he's he's going to bring them the material things that they need, because it talks about um, all the treasures of the nation shall come in. I will fill this house with glory. That's seven. And then eight talks about silver and gold. Um, and so it's a promise. And so, I mean, I and I was reading that and thinking of those coins and the silver and the gold. I was thinking mm-hmm. of um, a piggy bank. You know how you, you and your kid <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. shake that piggy bank and get those coins? Right, right. Uh, I don't know if that's what the Lord had in mind, but I had that picture come in. But um, in these, just how many verses? Uh, Four verses, Mm -hmm. six through nine, he calls himself the Lord of hosts, the sovereign Mm -hmm. Lord. And so he owns it all. The whole earth is his. Um, Every ounce of creation belongs to him. And he is saying, listen, I have the authority to give you every single thing you need to do the work I've called you to do. And it will not be left undone. I it shall come in verse seven. I will fill this house. It will happen. Um, right. You look to me, and and then the promise of nine. The latter glory will be greater than the former. And then mm. don't you love the end of nine? Peace. I will give mm. you peace. And just thinking again about his presence, um, right. how really the simple signified his presence. And just even right. Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. And mm. um. One day yeah, I in, in heaven, there'll just be nothing but peace. And so, right? you know, right. I mean, this, that verse is so, um, yeah, the latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former. You can't help but think of Jesus in walking in that temple that Herod <laughs> had, re, uh, you know, added onto and expanded um, and him declaring, you know, that if they tore down this temple, he would rebuild it in three days and pointing to him and that he was talking about himself truly truly the latter glory of this temple just beautiful outshines uh anything that they had ever seen in solomon's temple in the person of jesus christ yeah so uh, beautiful well yeah so well again for courtney moore this is jennifer mcclush thanks for listening to our daily rhythm i'm jason dees one of the pastors of christ covenant and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.